All right, league fans, welcome back to the NRL Back 3 podcast. LJ Squid and myself, Coach, bringing you bants from the week just gone and also the week ahead, round four, ladies and gentlemen. Easter weekend. Boys, are you pumped? I'm extremely pumped for this weekend. LJ, what about yourself? Looking forward to it. Probably not the greatest Thursday night game, but the rest of it should be pretty good. Looking pretty excited, actually. All right, what excites us the most from the round just gone? How good is it? Who wants to go first? I'm pretty sure I know what we're going to talk about. How good is it? I mean, um, I was away for most of the weekend, so I didn't actually get to see it. But then watching uh, the highlights uh, Sunday morning, well, we, RTS, with the game winner in the corner. What a game, what a game. Probably one of the best uh, Warriors comebacks of all time. I think it was the biggest comeback of all time. But just that excitement in the second half, what a beauty. I can actually confirm that it is our year, is what I heard. Go around the country, a collective scream. A few chahoos. <laughs> Pretty good. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Obviously a lot of a lot of points, a lot of memorable players. Old Bunty Afoa, Squid, what do you what do you think of his efforts off the back fence? Yeah, I'd I'd have to say, um I mean uh, that's gotta be up there with his um the are you talking about the try saver on C and K? Oh just the whole package, mate. Just the whole package. Bunty Afoa, how good is he? <laughs> Attack and defense. Is is um just the whole whole forward unit I think is going forward really well. Some of these boys are just hitting the lines, uh, running with some gusto, as opposed to like just taking soft hit ups. So no, it's really good to see. Obviously, the game itself was amazing, but how good was it that finally a forward pass actually went our way? I when I I saw Piranara, I saw him stop, and I was I was with the commentators on. They've called it, and then they let it go, which was amazing. But more importantly, how good was it that finally managed to get my bonus bets and use them correctly? <laughs> oh, Mitchell Pierce, I decided surely he's going to score a try in his 300th game. Um, but at one point they were down about 26 to eight. And I was a bit worried then, but then the resurgence hit and he managed to get one just right under the dot. I think it was a little nice little $55 win just to put some money back into the account for this Thursday's Anytime Scorer. Nice. And you, and you chose a Knights game to come through with it too. What a fantastic effort. Probably one of the most unpredictable teams in regards to scoring tries. But uh, for me, boys, how good was it? That Thursday night blockbuster, Storm v. Panthers, the grand final rematch. I am going to come out and say it right now. I think that's honestly the best regular season game I've ever seen. I can't remember any regular season game that's better than that, but that last 10 minutes was phenomenal. Oh, I mean, Coach, even the last five minutes, mate, there's just so much going on. And, you know, we're just talking about a lot of points being scored, making games good. We go to the opposite end of the scale, not a lot of points scored. But just the quality um, of these two teams going at it for 80 minutes. You say that RTS did an amazing try saver. What about Villalami Kikau managing to get his hand under the ball? I was watching that and I was like, Storm have done this to people before. They come home. Yeah, I remember them in the 2016 grand final against the Sharks. I thought they were going to score. And it has to take some amazing defense, a piece of brilliance to really save the day, I guess, in the end. The best part about it is that he actually laid down and was milking a penalty before he jumped back up, ran across and got his arm underneath the ball. Phenomenal stuff from the big man. I was just going to um, say, Kosh, as, as well with that, if he you know, claimed to get pushed over or, or whatever it was, if he doesn't go down in that part of the field, he ends up in the far corner, I reckon, um, chasing down that side of where they were trying to score, and he wouldn't have been there on the other side. So it was interesting when they ruled it to be play on because it seemed like it, been a, it should have been a stop play there because the guy ran through, knocked him over, whatever. 
and then it just so ironically happens that he's the guy that uh, saves the day right at the end. Boom. Beautiful stuff. What's even great about it is that we missed two of the key players. Nathan Cleary wasn't there, and Small Pappy wasn't there for the Storm. So to have a game of that quality, that caliber, uh, on a Thursday night, amazing. What a start to the round. And yeah, just it grew from there, the rounds. 100%. Uh, my money was on the storm as well, so I was riding it the whole entire last five minutes and was disappointed. But you know what? I'm happy I was disappointed because that was a phenomenal effort from the Panthers. Just just before we move on from this game, Coach, uh, that, that short restart um, where it landed what about on the 35-ish uh, metre line and they were claiming uh, knock-on from Penrith, next touch by Penrith, should have been a penalty. And then all of a sudden, the storm have a 40-metre kick to go for the draw at that stage and then obviously they, they end up playing the scrum what was your takes on that one was that penalty or was that good call to be honest mate i think i was blind drunk by that moment <laughs> i was uh, i was i was filled by euphoria just uh living the through the motion so i actually don't <laughs> fucking remember that part but that's footy for you you do realize that it's it's 8 p.m over in australia when that kickoff is so at least logic says he's eight beers deep and if you're in the last 10 minutes he's probably added another four to five on that pure excitement totally mate long week good good to see the footy back on a thursday so you got to hit it double time you know maybe even triple time for easter weekend this weekend let's oh, go we've got four days of footy it's going to be awesome before we move away from the panthers as well i just thought i'd add uh young burton what do you guys think of his performance uh he obviously had a mighty boot on him going from about the 30 meter line down to the 10 meter line so that was about 60 70 meters and uh he's actually been named center for this coming weekend i didn't really see him for his defense but his offense i thought was pretty solid effort considering he he does look a bit bigger he he is quite solid on offense but i think his defense is actually quite good now he was a bit smaller before but he just looks ready to play any other club he's starting right now He's just unlucky that he's behind a strong halves pair. But the fact that he's pushed out experienced centers of Tyrone May and May, they've just had to put him in the side. And what another option that is. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, because I think it also gives them the opportunity with uh, the young fullback being out, putting Stephen Crichton at the back there, which I think is actually his preferred position. That's where he wants. And someone with like that tall, lean, powerful build, that could just unleash another level to his massive game that he's got at such a young age. So I, I, I feel like they're playing to their strength. If that's Crichton's number one position, then the experts have actually written him off because he won't know the defensive players. And by experts, I'm actually talking about LJ's mum. So she's written him off. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see him in his preferred position. She's a big fan of Dylan Edwards. A uh, little heartbreaker he is. A little cutie, as she likes to call him. He actually broke his hand for four weeks. Four to, I think he's out for four to six weeks. So he's just checking to see if maybe he can come over for two weeks of the bubble, two weeks with Mumsy, and then head back over. Maybe take Crichton's space back. Well, I'm sure your mum will happily uh, give him one of her hands. So, yeah, I'm sure she's got it covered. Oh, boys. All these comments around Dylan Edwards coming over has got me a bit worried. Almost as worried as our section worried as. Oh, segue, baby. Oh, practicing the segues. Not bad. Round four. Try a few new backline moves, I guess. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Hiku getting injured. The heart and soul of the team out would be my worried as section. But it's not. Actually, I'm worried about my heart. I was already seven deep heading into the second half when the Warriors game. Getting a little, little tad drunk. And I was getting a little nervous. Getting a bit worried. I was like, oh, this game's over. And finally, some heart came through, watching the boys pick it up. And suddenly, I was about 16 drinks down. And then I'm seeing RTS pull out a miracle. Man, I don't know if my heart, liver, kidneys, 
or wallet can take this kind of excitement on a weekly basis. Just, just all the internal organs all, all at once. They don't know what to do. Any Anything got you worried as this weekend, Coach? Oh, you know what, mate? Speaking of worried as, I'm not worried at all. Clear calendars, folks. For the next month, I'm not going to be worried at all. The Warriors, their next four games, we've got Roosters, a very injured Roosters. And then after that, we have the Manly Seagulls. An absolute shit team. They have not won a game this season, and they're not due to have uh, Turbo back for at least another couple of weeks. Once that game is over, we've got the Dragons the following week. No Ben Hunt. They're into a ginormous hole. And then after that, we've got the Storm, which, to be fair, we we probably should deserve to lose that. But we are their little uh, smoky, so we might actually come away with the win there. So who knows? But I'm not worried at all for the next four weeks, boys. Looks like this segment's disappearing for a month then. Pins down, books down. No need to worry. If there's one thing the Warriors can do, and that's that's disappoint the fans. So we'll, we'll see. But I'm predicting that I'm going to be just kicking back, relaxing, having a good time, smashing back some beers, and uh, getting absolutely blind in the process. So we'll see. Speaking about being blind, uh, we mentioned Hiku out. I feel like that has a bit more of an impact on our drinking than I think people realise. Yeah, with Prince Hiku out this weekend, so he's been ruled out of round four, um, it means that there's going to be no Hikunados this weekend. And hey, guys, if you're wondering what's a Hikunado, we have got you covered. So it's a little tribute, I guess you could call it, where anytime Hiku does something fantastic, or maybe he does something completely shit like drop the ball. We grab our vessel, we neck it down while rotating around in a circle, and that's uh, Hikunado. It's celebrating Hiku whilst busting out a bit of a tornado movement. There's a bit of variety in the Hikunados. There is. So when Hiku does something bad, you have a slow NATO, a little upset, and then you have the aggressive Hikunado when he's scored a try, maybe that hat trick. Speaking of uh, Heku, I guess he could be the all-time captain of the Muppet of the Year for 2020. But uh, moving on to Muppet of the Week, boys, have you have you spotted any Muppets for round three? Oh, I've got a couple. Um, Let me guess. One of them's Billy Slater again. <laughs> no, he's not a nominee, mate. He's going to be a winner. No, I would. Ha- I'd have to just say the, the Bulldogs two weeks in a row get in the Debbie's donut, but they're just not looking any better three weeks in, and I just. I don't see any side of improvement coming anytime soon. So their season seems all but over after three weeks. To go alongside the Bulldogs, uh, I actually have Bailey Simonson as my Muppet of the Week. There's three parts in the Warriors game. We've played himself a bit up. They were starting, to, they scored a try and he started getting right in the Warriors' face. Um, then he had a try scored on him late in the game by Pompey. But my favorite bit is he was jumping for the ball, whacked it out, and then complained that something else has happened. Luckily, he did get the penalty, but he just started complaining because he threw the ball out with no reason. Definitely not a fan of his. Glad to see the Warriors boys got right in his face after they scored the try. Deservedly so. And one man who deserves to take out the top of the Muppet of the Week, in my opinion, is Daniel Saluka Fafida. He closed-fisted, thrusted his arm forward in the back of Jai Arrow's head. They're calling it a punch, but guys, I can guarantee you right now that does not count towards our punch tally. There was there was a, a forward-moving thrust with a closed fist on the back of uh, Jaira's head. So just don't panic. But uh, yeah, he does unfortunately take out Muppet of the Week in my books as well. What a complete, utter Muppet. And while we're talking punches, there's a few rules around what actually stipulates a fight or punch so that we know for the people listening, what should they look out for? 
Well, they, there needs to be a clear uh, hook or jab, um, preferably to the jaw. We, we're not hoping for temple, but uh, definitely to the jaw or maybe even the chest. But it has to be a nice, forceful punch. The opposition at least has to see it coming. It can be. It can be. That's, that's how I'm predicting that Dylan Walker's going to be hitting Adam Fanua Blake. It's going to be from behind. <laughs> you wouldn't punch him from the front. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't like it. But hey, as long as it's a forceful forward thrust with intent, then yeah, it, it counts in my books. Just not this pussy ass downward shove or any of this melee stuff. It has to be a big solid uppercut or, or hook in my opinion. But speaking about Muppets, there is one man on this panel who loves to support a particular team. So I'm going to throw it over to LJ with Shark's Corner. So Shark's Corner doesn't really deserve a segment weekly just based on the fact that they are currently one win from three games. When I looked at the first three weeks of the season, I didn't actually think they would be on more than one win. I always touted the Raiders and the Eels as games that they would have to really fight hard to win. And I was just hoping that against all hope, they'd take out the Dragons. So I guess the big thing about the game was they played 45 minutes with no bench. They lost a fullback, a winger, and two second rowers. Um, so the whole team was out of place. Team was out of sorts, but I'm just glad they played through and hopefully that just builds some more camaraderie for the team. But I guess what really came out of it was that because of this game, it brought in our new one of the new sponsors. Uh, so three of the players actually failed their HIAs from the Sharks in the weekend. So we got a new sponsor called Big Softies, the softest fluffy pillows you can sink your face in. Now they've now bought a special NRL HIA pillow, which stands for the Head Inserted Armadillo Pillow. So when your head needs a little recovery after hard hit out in the weekend, you just kind of cone it off and just rest in there. doesn't look great, but it feels great. The good thing about these pillows as well, it's not just restricted to NRL players. They've actually got a hefty discount if you use the discount code HIA for life. And you can actually get blackout drunk and use this pillow to just have a little nap on the side of the uh, the stadium or you could have it on the side of the couch. But it's a very, very comfy pillow, uh, not just for the players, for supporters too. It's fantastic. Good, uh, good sponsorship there, LJ. Yeah, it's also going to be... Um brought up uh, I think in the next coming weeks that they're going to have NRL team branded ones as well so you know LJ it is Sharks Corner so we know you'll be getting a Sharks one and you just can't wait wait to rest your face into that beautiful Sharks logo as you drift off to sleep after plenty of beers. It actually comes with two free wooden spoons too so one for the one that they got a few years back and then one for the one that they're going to get in a couple of years time. actually got one of these delivered by the couriers the other day. Now, I don't know if you know, but I have a few run-ins with the couriers who like to just have things at the at the side door. I've uh, seen it a few times. We've got cameras. We pick it up. But old mate Jake uh, brought something in, and I actually ran out to head high and slipped over and whacked my head. Luckily, he was nice enough to open the pillow and put it on me. So I woke a few hours later on the deck. Mrs. didn't think it was anything different. Maybe I was blackout drunk a few days early, so she just threw a blanket on and left me there for a few days well anyway great pickup from lj he took over the sponsorship for the week and i reckon that's an absolute ripper of a sponsorship so um yeah speaking of which though we've already kind of touched on it but our minor sponsorship debbie's donuts the uh the bulldogs apparently liked the 30 pack so much that they wanted a, a, a second box so debbie's fired away another 30 pack towards the bulldogs this weekend after their uh, loss so um yeah bulldogs congratulations you're taking home another family pack of Debbie's Donuts this week. Congratulations. Get stuck in. So now for another one of everybody's favourite sections, let's step up to Ladder Talk. LJ, what have you got this week? Ladder Talk. <laughs> Woo! 
Damn, that sounds a little sexier than all, but still gets me that. Man, I'm just dripping with success and happiness over that one. So, Ladder Talk is back again, but what it's key to note is that we've actually got a few undefeateds and still a few unwinnables. So, two undefeated teams. Uh, we've got the Penrith and the Parramatta Eels, and we've got three unwinnables. So, the Bulldogs, Sea Eagles, and the Cowboys. So, what I want to ask you boys is, who's going to win first out of the losers, and who's going to lose first out of the winners? Who's the first one out of those five who's going to get the net, get the opposite? Ooh, maybe the Cowboys to go go the opposite way. Uh, I know they sucked on the weekend, but I, I can't see uh, the Parramatta or uh, Penrith losing at this stage. Um, they're just proven to be a solid team, got good depth. They've already played a couple of tough teams each, unless they had each other coming up in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, just the way that the Bulldogs are performing, Manly are performing, I just think that the Cowboys get Talmalolo back, maybe Morgan, even though there's talks that he might be retiring. They might be the one to sneak in. Just slightly better attack, slightly better defense than those other two Muppets below them. But that's just my opinion. We'll see how we go. I'm actually going to say the Manly Seagulls are going to get a win Ooh. before the other two teams uh, for the unwinnables. Um, the Cowboys and the Bulldogs are looking absolutely atrocious. I don't see them winning at least another four games unless something drastically changes. Um, Cowboys probably have the most potential in their team, but Manly are going to have uh, Turbo back, and I think that's going to be a huge positive. Could be another two, three weeks away, though. But I think as soon as they get Turbo back, they'll get in a bit of a run. And then from the winnables, I think uh, Eels will probably be the first to lose. So I think Penrith will continue at the top, but uh, the, the Paramount Eels will lose a game in the next few weeks. I'm not too sure against, but uh, they'll, be, they'll be the first to lose. But while we're talking about shit teams anyway, uh, Squid, you want to hit us with some shit facts? Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, so as we are talking about one of these shit teams, it has been noticed that uh, the Bulldogs aren't very good at scoring points. And so we know how long that's been, and that is 164 minutes since their last point scored. Well, this is where I would like to step in and think that the statistician might have missed some minutes. We sent a roving reporter down to watch the Bulldogs at training the other day, and they're really taking train how you play to the next level. No one actually managed to cross the line for a meat pie, and there was no one doing kicking practice. So you can't kick a goal unless you score a try. So I'd, I'd hate to say it, but I feel like they're more like two and a half weeks without any points. <laughs> Speaking of shit facts, I've got one for you boys as well. And this one's not so much a shit fact, but maybe an incorrect uh, milestone. And it's uh, Zach Lomax. He's apparently gone 20 successful kicks in a row, whether that be a penalty or conversion. However, during the game on the weekend, after he scored his try in the 70th minute, he actually kicked the ball to the right of the post. So there's a bit of an asterisk on this one. I watched it about probably 10 to 15 times, and the ball does not go through the middle of the post. However, the referee's flags go up in the air. So um, he, he is chasing uh, McInnes, who got uh, the Dragons record of 27 consecutive kicks. And of course, we've got the legend himself, Hazem al with 36 kicks uh, consecutively in the row. But uh, if he does manage to beat both those milestones, I'm telling you right now, there will be this asterisk from the game in round three. What do you guys reckon? If, if, he's, if he's missed it, then he's missed it. Then, um, you know, apparently they should be able to take things back, like, say, forward passes. So why not be able to take kicks back if it's been missed? Or the Storms 2 premierships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so an another fact that I've just recently heard um, about the NRL, don't know if it quite falls under shit facts because I've got quite a lot of pleasure out of this one. 
Uh, just to sort of extend the old uh, losing streak for Manly, their coach, they've lost 11 out of their last 12 games, so dating back to last year. I'm guessing that that one win may have been against the Doggies as well. Ouch. <laughs> Probably at their training. Yeah. I'm guessing the doggies scored no points as well. I do hate the Manly Seagulls, but you, you can't help but feel a little bit sorry for them. Ah, nah, what am I kidding? Fuck them. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. They can go fuck right off to Gold Coast with the Titans. Well, speaking of the Titans, somehow they have snuck into the top four. Wow. Which was rather interesting. Obviously, they had that emphatic win over the um, North Queensland Cowboys. But yeah, that has just bumped them right up into the top four, which is quite surprising. And it actually knocked us Warriors out of the top eight, even though we had a win. We are starting to see the old one-two punch from Fafida and Tino too, which is a positive. Um, I still don't believe they've got playmakers or the outside backs to stay up there. But you're right, they are up at fourth position. There's only one way from there. It's down. I don't see them making the 8A. I had them as wooden spooners at the beginning of the season, so I'm going to have egg on my face if they make the top eight. I still reckon they're going to come about 11th spot. And that's a successful season. Yes, for them. Yeah. Oh, that all sounds incredibly interesting. And you know what the people have been shouting out for? They're very, very interested about Tiger Talk. So, Luke Brooks. Enough about that, loser. We're now off to the TAB time where I'm now... And finally a winner, boys. Finally. And it wasn't putting money on Luke Brooks. That's enough of his name. So we're back at it again with any time try score. You've got to put a $30 bet down. You get $5 bonus bet for every try scored. And then you can use that bet as a big play for the rest of the weekend. So what day of the week we got? We're still on a Thursday? We're still on a mighty Thursday at the moment. And we've got Penrith back at it again versus Manly. So I wouldn't even waste my time of putting any money on the Manly team because I don't know where those points are coming from. But going back-to-back with my boy To'o, Crichton at the fullback, I wouldn't mind seeing what he can do. But my boy Vilami Kikau, he's already throwing his hand up that he wants to play Origin, and I feel like he might just put on a bit of a show this Thursday in less wet conditions, hopefully. The good thing about this bonus bet in this game, LJ, is I think they could, as long as it's dry football, could be a lot of tries scored. And like you say, they'll all be coming from the Penrith Panthers team. Yeah, I'm hoping just all of them get one just just so I help out everyone out there. Interesting fact as well is that there is talk that Marty Tapal's being shopped around, so we won't put any money on him. But my pick of the wick, boys, Kurt Capewell. I think he's going to run a nice little line and score the first try. So Absolutely. you lost money uh, the last three weeks, guys. It's 90 bucks. 120 on <laughs> Capewell. Do it. And that's the only way. When you lose on red, you double up on black. And that's how you win at the casino, peeps. My, my, my lazy one will be on uh, Jerome Luai this week. He loves a run, loves a step. Always got um, some fast-moving feet. He's got he's got the options, you know, whether he's going to give it or go himself. So I, I reckon he'll have a few. He'll back himself a couple of times this week up against the old uh, Manly Sea Eagles. Wouldn't mind looking if there are any odds if 1-13 to 13 score a try uh, for Penrith. And see, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, see if they can all get across the white line today. While we're talking on TAB, I think this will uh, segue us into our next section because uh, having a look, the first four games are pretty much a single dollar to $10 on the opposition in the first four. So what are our shit games to watch with? Oh, shit games to not watch, LJ, when you can save some time? Or what are the great games that we want to be watching this weekend and make sure that we can't miss them? Well, usually I'd skip a Seagulls game, but watching Panthers put 60 on them while my anytime try score comes in definitely makes that a watch. But then you can pretty much tune out for Friday night. Uh, Friday night's games, don't even bother about it. Saturday, personally, I want to see the Sharks touch up the Cowboys. And I'd hate to say it, but it's fourth versus six. Uh, Raiders Titans hopefully I can just be blind drunk that I forget they're the Titans and then enjoy that but then the next few games after that are quite interesting as well 
8th, 5th, Knights Dragons, then Roosters Warriors, 3rd v 9th, and then obviously you can just skip the Monday game unless, unless you want to watch Luke Brooks, but that's enough of him. He's had too many plugs. Looking at the games this weekend and with the amount of injuries that we've got, I'd say majority of the weekend is it's a possibility that all of them will be pretty shit games. And <laughs> on the contrary, I think the Tigers-Eels game, because it's the old West uh, Battle of the West, that could be a game to watch because it's going to be a bit feisty. There might be a few little jabs here or there, um, but that all depends on whether Mitchell Moses gets cleared because he did have his little HIE test. So if he doesn't play, then uh, yeah, that's going to be a dog fight as well. Fine. Looks like I'm drinking on Monday as well. Try to get out of it, but I'm back at it. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I, unfortunately, I think the game of the round will be uh, somehow this Titans-Raiders game. Yeah. It'll be a tough watch for myself because we all know how I feel about both those teams. But um, just going with the you know, the, the form of, of these two, both got two wins. Obviously, Canberra Raiders only got the one loss by three points against you, boy, the Warriors. Um, and then... Funnily enough, the Gold Coast Titans had one loss against you, boy, the Warriors. So um, we'll see how that goes. Oh, so it's the battle of the Warriors bitches. So the Warriors have owned both these teams, and now they're, they're playing off to see who can be the side piece. <laughs> nice. All right, and to finalize things on today's podcast, guys, we do have another new section, and that is Squid's Try of the Week. Um, yeah, I was uh, watching the highlights just before we um, went on recording this week, and um, for me, one of the standout tries... Um, it was. It's not a big play in itself, but when you look at the the personnel involved, it was um, big. Junior Paulo gets gets an offload, does a big right foot step, beats his player, draws in two, then gets a barnstorming um, RCG come busting through, offers in the short ball, and then he beats a couple of players to score underneath the post. So it was about a thirty odd meter play, nothing too special that you don't see. Um, all the time, but when prop links with prop, it's just it's just poetry in motion. Loved loved watching it, and unfortunately, RJ, that was my try of the week this week against your uh, beloved Sharks. Sorry, I tuned out when you started talking about team scoring against my team. Um, <laughs> I imagine I imagine it was good, but when watching it through hate filled eyes, it's a bit hard. Unfortunately, it might be a section that you're going to um, fizzle out in every week because I might just choose a try against your team, <laughs> except for the week you play the Bulldogs because they ain't scoring. <laughs> Phew, good thing we have the Cowboys this weekend. Ah, everybody loves a prop on prop try. So fantastic effort there, Squid. Anyway, boys, that brings us to a close of today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'm looking forward to a lot of footy and a lot of Easter eggs. Any final words there, boys? Well, here's a little Easter egg. Why hide eggs? Hide beers instead. And you don't want them cold, so put them in the fridge. Genius. 24 beers in the fridge. Sorted. Weekend done. I got nothing on that. The perfect outro. All right, guys, thanks again for listening to the NRL Back 3 podcast. We'll see you here next week, maybe with an extra five kilos from all these Easter eggs. Thanks, guys.